genre. And welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, one infomercial filled minute, minute <laughs> at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 169, which starts with Marion Pippin watching uh, Legolas continue to load the boat with lumber spread. Well, they're undisclosed packages. At the moment, yeah. When we first start our minute. Yeah. And ends with... Celeborn speaking with Aragorn and telling him, by river you have the... And he'll finish his sentence tomorrow. Yes. So, this minute starts off with a great moment. <laughs> it's very silly. You can't... It, it, it is impossible to take this seriously. Lumpus bread. Lumpus. Elvish, Elvish way bread. <laughs> One small bite is enough to fill the stomach of a grown man. Wink, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> Billy Mays here. <laughs> and then you have that wonderful joke with Mary and Pippin. How many did you eat? Four. And then he farts. A fart joke. <laughs> Just. Which apparently uh, Peter Jackson got what he wanted from most of the rest of the scene and then just let Billy and Dom like. How how do you think you got those characters to react? Go for it. <laughs> so this is like an ad-libbed moment with these two. That's funny. Yeah. Which I think is pretty great. Oh, fart joke. They got away with doing a lot of little like ad-libbed motions and little interpretations of things that they wanted to do with Mary and Pippin. Most of which isn't in the theatrical, but did make it back into the extended. Yeah. Which is cool because it, it really shows through in the character that they're having so much fun with with their, their time here. Mm-hmm. Also, that infomercial. I can't, like, oh my god. He's so excited. He is. He's just like, ah, Lembus. <laughs> Lembus. It looks like pita. Yes. <laughs> it looks like pita bread. And I have seen mm -hmm. um, different uh, recipes online over the years about, like, to make Lembus. But it's generally, like... Um, like biscuity or um, like shortbread is how I imagine. Yeah, it. like shortbread, but it doesn't look a very like, dense shortbread. It doesn't look like shortbread when he bites it. It looks like um, it like it cracks off. Does it? I don't think so. I think it looks like pita. Mm. But I think that in the cast commentary they talk about it being very crackery. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, the recipes I've seen is basically like a lemon shortbread. That sounds delightful. Yeah, it does. With like lemon zest and stuff. If only one small bite would fill the stomach of a grown man. <laughs> it's interesting that they, because in the book it's Gimli. He's like, oh, he's like looking at the the biscuit, um, and then he's just like, oh, it's cram, which is like some kind of, like, um, I assume it's like a protein bar, like a travel, yeah. like a like a granola bar with like. The cram of, is like a very dense biscuit. Yeah, lots, lots of As I learned stuff. from the Great British Baking Show. There you go. Um, and Gimli like goes to eat the rest of it, and the elves are like, hold up, hold up, that's that's Lumbus. It'll Don't eat that whole thing. Yeah. Your stomach will explode. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Mary and Pippin are gorging themselves. <laughs> That's second, third, and fourth breakfast. <laughs> right? <laughs> Perhaps dinner and supper. Yeah. Afternoon tea. And luncheon. Mm-hmm. I like the... Um, I'm kind of sad that all of this is cut. Because we go from, like, uh, Lurt's roaring to the... The, the paddle in the water, which isn't even until next minute. It's like two or three minutes from now. There's there's like two minutes of gift giving. Mm. Jumping around on the, the movie. But like, I like the different establishing, uh, establishing character things. Like Sam wobbling in the boat. Um, not really sure. Because he didn't grow up on the river. Yeah. He grew up in, the, in, in Hobbiton. And he is, he's got a healthy respect and fear of water. Yeah. And you would think that Frodo would be averse to water, too, considering his parents, like, drowned in, like, a boating accident. Yeah. But, like, him and Merry and Pippin grew up on the water, so they they know what's what. But I like that we get Sam kind of, like, what is this devilry? What is this boat thing that you speak of? And he's so I don't want to get in that. Um, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Which is very relatable because I remember the first time I was in a canoe and I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to like flip over. Is it a tippy canoe? Uh-huh. Um, and then there's that shot of uh, Legolas helping Gimli into the boat. Um, and... In the book, it makes a point to say, like, to explain uh, who is in whose boat. So, like, Frodo and Sam are with Aragorn, Merry and Pippin are with Boromir, and Legolas and Gimli are in their own boat. And it says that they've become fast friends. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I like that they kind of show the foundations for that here, and it's very quick. Um, yeah. They much they much more slowly build this idea that Legolas and Gimli become friends in the movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, without that, Legolas and Gimli don't really have much of a character arc. Right. And I appreciate that. I like that their friendship grows as the adventure continues instead of just like, hey, we like hung out in Lothlorien and now you're cool with elves. Right. <laughs> you met the queen of my people and now you are okay with us. Mm-hmm. But I'm still a dick, so whatever. <laughs> I love Legolas. Uh, <laughs> so was this the Kelleborn moment you were talking about? Yeah, it's the only thing he does in the uh, in the in the movie that has anything to do with the plot, and isn't just him asking where someone is. Yeah, because he's warning Aragorn that the Urukai are coming, and like. Maybe it's not, like, that big of an idea or, like, that big of a deal, but it is, like, it is a part of the narrative. And to me, it's kind of interesting that Aragorn's gift isn't from Galadriel. Mm. It's from Celeborn. And it's, like, an elven hunting knife. Yeah. Which I wonder if this is, like, a traditional thing. Like, Like a traditional elven thing. To, like, bestow upon your warriors or something? Yeah. That's always the feel I've gotten from this moment is like you're going off on like this big quest you you're going or maybe it's something that's supposed to be given to like the leader of an orc hunting party. Oh, 
that's true. Because the only line he says in Elvish in the scene is, you are being tracked. Yeah. I really like that knife. I like all the Elvish. We see it throughout the movies. Yeah. I like all the Elvish blades, but I particularly like the way that this is designed. I like the curve of it. Uh, yeah, it almost it almost looks like a skinning knife. Yeah. Um, it's like a it's a hunting dagger, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's not big enough to be. It's not really. It doesn't look big enough for combat, really. Yeah. It's like a utility knife. Well, I mean, you could use it in combat. Like two handed, like you got a sword, and then you got your your, little your knife. knife for the. You got your big stabs. stab and your little stab. <laughs> Never talk to me or my son ever again. <laughs> I'm trying to... I just found where she... In the book, Galadriel gives Aragorn a pendant. It is, she, so she gives him the, the even star, I think. Whereas in, in the movie, Arwen has that yeah. and gives it to him. Because it's... Um, er, like Galadriel's asking Aragorn what he wants as a gift, and he's like, "Well, I'm in love with your granddaughter, basically. So you, I don't know the, it's so much like flowerly language." And he's just like, "Well, you know, the gift that I that I desire the most, you you can't give to me. So, but I appreciate it." And then she lifted from her lap a great stone of a clear green set in a silver brooch that was wrought in the likeness of an eagle with outspread wings. And as she held it up, the gem flashed like the sun shining through the leaves of spring. And she says that she gave it to her daughter and um, Calabri Calabrian. Um, that's Arwen's mother's name, right? I think so. I don't know how to say it. There's an accent over the eye. But, so she, Galadriel gave it to Calabrian, and Calabrian gave it to Arwen. So, why doesn't Arwen have it? Right, why does Galadriel have it? Yeah. Did she just forget it here in her room when yeah, she was living alone? Yeah, this stone I gave to my daughter and she to hers, and now it comes to you as a token of hope. Did Arwen, like, send it along? I don't know. In this hour, take the name that was foretold for you, Elisar, the Elfstone of the House of Elendil. I don't know. I don't think that, I don't know if that's the Evanstar. I don't think so either. It must be Elisar. Yeah, I don't know. Elfstone. Elfstone. Is that what that means? I get, that's what that line implies. <laughs> King Elfstone. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think Elisar means Elfstone. But that's what it says. Take the name that was foretold for you, Elisar, the Elfstone of the House of Elendil. Well, there you go. King Elfstone. <laughs> Sounds less impressive. I, I think it's like, it's cool that she gives him this token that was worn by Arwen. Yeah. Because um, he's like, you know, heartsick and whatever. Angsty. But I like the... Like, the gift of the, the knife is not as um, 
showy or sentimental, but it's more practical, which I think fits movie Aragorn a little more. Yeah. I've always liked this this I've always liked this moment of the giving of the knife because it does feel to me like a traditional kind of moment. Mm. And I mean Celeborn is basically his in-law. Yeah. His like grandfather-in-law. Yeah. Sort of. Great grandfather-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> well, cuz Arwen is is Galadriel's granddaughter. Oh, yeah. So yeah, a grandfather-in-law. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> They're not married yet, but it's a token of goodwill. Yeah. Like, don't die. It'll make my granddaughter sad. Right. This, all the most, this is also the most emotion we get from Celeborn in the movie. Mm. I like the urgency that he has. Like Aragorn, He takes Aragorn's arm. Yeah, like Aragorn turns away and Celeborn's like, hang on, I'm not finished yet. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Like he turns away to head towards the horse that Boromir is unloading. Yeah. And he to pulls help. him away from Boromir and he's yeah. just like, no, 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 I have a private thing to talk, yeah. talk to you about. <laughs> There's some crazy orcs or some stuff happening. Um, You need to watch out. Here's yeah. a knife. Good luck. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I want you to kill them all with this. <laughs> and the gift-giving scene not being in the theatrical removes the context for things you see the Fellowship have for the rest of the trilogy. Like the... The cloaks, the cloaks this knife, yeah. lumbus bread, well, I don't the think, rope. Because you see, you see... You see them departing Lothlorien in the boats with the cloaks on. Yeah. So if you're paying attention... You can be like, oh, okay, so the elves gave them cloaks. Legolas has a different bow after this. That's true. He does. I forgot about that. How could I forget? So, like, the whole gift-giving thing is just, like, context for stuff we're going to see them have for the rest of the movies. Yeah, but I think... Except for Gimli. I think that, um... Unless you are, like, fanatical about it, which I guess we are doing this minute by minute. But I don't think the casual moviegoer is going to notice that Legolas has a completely different bow. Because you see it, you see it, I mean, whenever he has his bow drawn, it's during an action scene and the action scenes are very frenetic. Yeah. Um, this knife, though, in particular, I guess you can argue that it's, it's something that he could have had the whole time. Yeah. Because it is small. It could have just been on his person. Right. Uh, but it does play an important role in the climax of the movie. That's true. Ugh, gross. Um, I think that, I don't know, I don't think it's too much of a stretch either because he was raised by elves, so it would make sense that he had elvish weapons. Yeah. Aside from his ranger sword. Yeah. Like, he, he could have just picked up an elven knife from somewhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. This is not, they're not, too, the handle of it isn't it too dissimilar in design to the uh, the quiver knives that Legolas has. Mm. The blades are shaped, the blades shaped differently, but the handle's yeah. similar. That's true. It's got the same sort of like end of a tree branch, all smooth and polished yeah. off kind of feel. Well, those knives are, um, or antler from, from Mirkwood, right? His yeah. quiver knives. The handles of those might even be antler because they're white. That makes sense. That, yeah, especially now. Swag stag. <laughs> right? Every time every time the stag loses his antlers, do you think that the, the workers of Mirkwood, like, oh, break the antlers up and make probably. handles out of the handles probably. out of it? They're probably, like, 
um, handles very... and cups and stuff or cup stems and yeah. Doesn't he have stuff. like an antler um, cup at some point? Maybe in the Hobbit. He just might. I feel like that would make sense. And it would be they... like only the only the best craftsmen of Mirkwood are allowed right. to work with the antlers yeah. of his royal steed. And only like the royal family can use the whatever. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's like Legolas, what do you want for your birthday? I want some knives, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Make him some knives. <laughs> do you think his stutter shades are made out of <laughs> His stutter shades are made, made out, out of antler? antler? <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you think the um Does he use antlers in all of his decorating? <sighs> He's not Gaston. That's Bard. <laughs> he was the best part of that movie. Um, do you think that the the people of Harad use ivory? Do you remember if um, they have, like, weapons that have, like, ivory handles? I know it's, like, far away from now. Um, probably. Because I think that would be a really They do have cool... the Oliphants. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And their tusks are, like, crazy. Yeah. I I think that... Well, yeah, you could build a house out of one. <laughs> I think that... They waste no part of the elephant. That would probably be, like, one of their major exports, like... Ivory. Ivory. Yeah. And people they kidnap, and... That's an, that's an import. What, slaves? Yeah. Oh, that's true. You don't think that they're like a hub, like a trading hub? I mean, they could be exporting to Mordor. Yeah, I probably. would think so. And possibly to Isengard to make Urukai. Yeah, see? Just scary. We have to, like, look out for that. Like, I'm kind of, fa I'm fascinated by what, like, weapon design or, like, um, clothing says about, I think like, the, a culture or a character. I think a lot of the Haradrim have, like, woven-style armor. Mm-hmm. Which I also find kind of interesting. Yeah. Because it implies that they're not, like, big on metalworking. Mm -hmm. It's all, um, like, intricate, like, cloth, right? Or just, like... Like, if memory serves, it's what a lot of it looks like. Some it of it is leather. chain. There is chain mail, though. It could be leather. Yeah. Some of them definitely are wearing chain mail. But when I picture the a Hardrum warrior in my mind, it, it I picture, like, the woven... Almost like uh, Lamellar style. That's in the second one, right? So third. That only counts as one? No, that's in the third one. Oh. With the elephant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still that only, only counts as one. Still only counts as one. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> I think that's my favorite Legolas and Gimli moment. My, mine is he's twitching because he's got his, my axe embedded in his oh. nervous system. Either that or the drinking contest. Which is such an anachronism. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The drinking contest is great. I believe that's an extended only scene. Oh, man. That's, like, my favorite. It's either that or... I believe I'm starting to feel a slight tingle in my fingers. <laughs> Boom. I would never want to drink with Legolas. You would right. just mock me. It's he would just marvelous. mock me. 
It's marvelous. People already mock me. Like regular humans mock me for my my alcohol tolerance. Like I would never want to drink with an elf. Uh, Gimli gets drunk and eats an entire bag of Lembus. <laughs> and then he has the worst hangover in the world. Why? Because his stomach is so full and he's so full That's of alcohol. That's not what a hangover is. I mean, you want to eat soaks carbs. soaks up all the moisture in his system. You want to eat carbs to, like, sober up. Okay, if Lembus soaked up the moisture, it would not be good traveling Eating food. after you start drinking does not help with a hangover. Yeah, no, you gotta drink water. Yeah. But I always eat bread to sober up. Because in my mind, bread is delicious. And it'll help me. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate. Bread is my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly neighborhood bread. <laughs> does a body good. Friendly neighborhood Lembus. Yes. Oh, man. So, thank you for joining us again today. If you want to communicate with your fellow listeners, we have a Facebook listener group called Fellowship of the Mic. You can also find us on iTunes where you should leave us a five-star review because it really helps us out. Uh, as always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. We'll see you all for Friday. Yay, Friday. Bye. Bye.